Seminar with Adam Arn. Welcome to 3PNR. I'm your host, Adam Arn. And joining me for this episode is clairvoyant Stephanie Siegel. Stephanie, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Adam. How about you? Doing well. Thank you for coming on and thank you for your time. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. Let's Great. open. Let's open with this. Let's start it. Uh, one. When did you first discover you had this uh, the ability to be clairvoyant? In 1997. So I used to go to a variety of mm, metaphysical classes that were advertised in the local newspaper here, clairvoyant, uh, or rather metaphysical paper here in Atlanta, and uh, I went to this one. Because really, I was searching because I needed help. I was full of emotional pain that I did not know what to do with. And I had always felt like an outsider, like I didn't fit in. Come back to that. So I went to this one, and this guy looked at me, the teacher, as he's talking. He looks at me in the center of the audience and says, you're very telepathic. And I'm like, oh, no, (laughs) (laughs) don't talk to me. But really, I was blown away by this guy's ability to see things in people who hadn't said a word. He didn't know them at all. And not just me, but to other people. So I knew he had something going on. So I did take his weekend class introducing this clairvoyant meditation. Well, the end of Sunday, when I got in my car to leave, Closed my car door. The handle came off in my hand. Now, I admit it had been loose, (laughs) but it had not come off. And I thought, holy moly, this stuff works. Because what happened? I had more power. I mean, yeah, that's that's example to like, uh, you know, to support what you're saying. There are people when they have a, a chemical response, like an adrenaline dump in a, in a scenario like a car accident or someone's hurt, mm-hmm. they, they example some pretty super powerful uh, strengths in some cases. So, I mean, I That's can, right. it's power of the mind. Right. And this wasn't that powerful, but to me, it was a sign that I should continue on that path. And I have ever since. So what happened is I got more of my power into my body. Well, where else had it been? Scattered all over the place. Thoughts, worries, what happened yesterday, what I'll do tomorrow, and so forth. Is this why meditation teachers say, be here now? I think so. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. You know, it's a, you know, I, I shoot pool or, you know, I did, I'm some returning, but even in there, uh, when and it's so meditation and focus are probably one and the same, I imagine anyway, because when you want to play pool, if you're distracted by per se friends or there's a TV in the background, oh yeah, you're not going to shoot your best game. It's when you're focused on the task at hand is when you could you know pull off some pretty amazing shots. It's so relatable to what you're saying. I get that if you have this this ability and this talent and you don't focus on it, yeah, you're going to be all over the place. It's like tentacles, right? If you're just not. Most people, it looks to me, if you just kind of look at the news and so forth, are not really fully present, right? Look right. kind of. Some people look kind of like zombies walking around, or they're looking at their phone. Not fully powerful. Yeah. Uh, because that's how we were raised. I, I mean, nobody knew. Nobody, until you take meditation class or something, people, or as you say, in a learning a sport, whether it's yoga or... At sports, people do learn these things because, yeah. like you say, you have to focus to perform. Um, but talking about feeling like you didn't fit in, we don't fit in. Right. So <laughs> you had mentioned that uh, on one podcast, something about preschoolers. It seems like Earth is a preschool, right? Right. Yeah, like a proving ground, right? <laughs> Yeah, and I think you were saying that you would, if you don't do well here in one lifetime, you would have to reincarnate. 
Right, recycle. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. a <laughs> it's a theory I have running because well, you know, for me, it's that thing. This is why I do the podcast. This is why I'm trying to learn some of the stuff I do. Uh, you know, I, I speak to people in health and wellness. I talk to cops. But ultimately, when it comes to the more fascinating things like ufology and the paranormal and, and the afterlife, it's it's at the end of the day, it's me questioning my own mortality. I'm going to be honest. Right. What is after this? And uh, like you said, uh, a, a good person in sports that exampled um, focus and meditation on the court Someone like Michael Jordan, he would go into his own mind and invent reasons to beat the guy he's playing. Even if there weren't reasons there, like if someone looked at him in some way in his mind, that person talked trash about him, although he didn't because it knew it would make him raise the bar. He intently focused on beating that team. So, yeah, I I, I, and as far as the the, the reincarnation uh, slash recycling, yeah, I think I kind of, I don't know, I kind of think Earth is a proving ground. I think we're here. I think we're full energy. And depending on what we do here, we either get recycled because we didn't do great or we get recycled because we did great and we're needed here or we go to the next level. But those are questions I'm hoping to answer anyway. Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. In fact, the reason I think the world is in the state it's in is that it is being run by preschoolers. Agreed. Yeah, it's a we have this real, you know, who's better thing going on. It's a struggle because... There's wonderful people here on earth that do wonderful things and we let stupidity get in the way. Things like we see a different race or a religion or, or, you know, politics, I won't even touch. That's insanity. But we, I would hope we get to the point where we see past that. We're humans. We share this world. Uh, it's, it's not as, this is a fragile planet. This isn't guaranteed to be the way it is indefinitely. And so that being said, uh, if we, you know, if we come to some blows and we're throwing nukes around, what's left? I mean, you know, so you won, but actually no one won, <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, right. yeah, it's one large Chernobyl out there that. Yes. I think you had also talked about uh, some more advanced civilizations telling us that our technology got ahead of our spiritual development, yeah. as I would call it. And that's dangerous. Right. But so the way I look at the, uh, say reincarnation or spiritual development is like it's a circle. So we come to earth and then we spend our first lifetime just finding out how it is to have a body. And then you keep going. It unfortunately or not (laughs) takes way more than one lifetime to graduate from this school or proving ground. And so we gain wisdom as we go going through many experiences and I don't know about you, but I've often taken the route of I need to find out for myself through my own uh, unhappy experiences instead of learning from the experiences of others. I've done some of both, right? I'm talking Agreed. about this lifetime in particular. But um, we keep learning and we help master the body and we kind of see, oh, some people have money. And so we sort of master how to earn money, and so forth. And most of the people in the world, I would say, are in that area of wanting to master fame, fortune, um, those kinds of things, getting stuff in the world. Yeah. Then you reach, let's say, the halfway point on the circle, and from there on, you are going back to the beginning. So you're coming from being directly with God and going back to that. Well, why even leave? Well, I assume or been told that when you, when you go back, you're carrying with you the wisdom, peace, patience, love, all of those things that we want to take with us. And we've been taught the only things worth getting here are those that we can take with us. It's like we're building character, right. building our soul personality. So we start paying attention to that more around the turn of the circle. And you and your listeners have turned that circle. So there are people on earth in all these, all points along the circle. And that I think is why we see so much differences and why I don't know if you ever felt, Adam, like you didn't fit in, but I certainly felt that way and as our teacher said why would you want to fit in (laughs) right 
that's part of the beauty of humanity is not fitting in the dare to be different. You know, there's people that judge people on this planet because of their differences, whether, you know, again, whether it be your race, your sex or whatever it is. So if we all behaved and acted and, and thought the same exact way, that sounds very robotic to me. That's not life. That's you're, you're fitting a format and it takes people to dare to be different, to have some creative outcome that would be, we'd all be awe-inspired of. Um, humanity is very self-serving. I, and I'm, look, I'm going to be honest. I'm just as guilty. I might be evolving the way I think. I might be a little more enlightened after speaking to people like you and others, but I'm still at the end of the day when I wake up, my, my primary concern is always me. And, and I have to, in order for me to preach to anyone to, to do better by humanity, I have to start practicing it a little more. And I'm gonna, I, I intend to. I, just, I have to learn how, but I'm going to get to that. Hmm. Yes, we all need to take care of ourselves first and even the body. I think the people on the first half of the circle think they are their body. Right. And so if they talk anything about spirit or soul, they'll say, I have a soul. I haven't seen it lately. <laughs> but no. <laughs> so the way I see it, we, you are your soul. You are your spirit. And you have a body. So that's more like the second half of the circle, different way of looking at it. So, yes, we have to take care of our body, of Indeed. course. That's, uh, to, yeah, <laughs> we I, do I, want to stay around until the, you know. Oh, of course. Uh, I'm, I, I don't want to go anywhere. That's, I, I think if, look, I talked <laughs> to the paranormal guys. If there's ghosts, I'm one because I don't want to leave here. I like it here. I like who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> The, unfortunately for relatives and friends, I'll probably bother them. I, I say unfortunately for them. For me, I'm going to have a blast. But you know, you know, you, have, you also have the choice of reincarnating, which yeah. might <laughs> might be more fun. I've started. To, I, I I don't know if you agree with this, but you know, I've spoken to like Roberta Grimes and then Steve Murr. These are people from different fields, right? Mm-hmm. And one common thread I start seeing is this frequency. We, we, we exist at different frequencies, which led me down another rabbit hole in science, how frequencies operate. And then you learn about the different Hertz and frequencies. And so low frequencies are like people with anger, depression and high frequencies are people that are, you know, uplifting in their outgoing. And so, and there's always variety in people and based upon the frequency that we have, I imagine that's the energy that translates to the, to the, to the recycling phase. Uh, because, you know, if you look at our bodies and this is, again, this is just my, my thought system is that our, our, I think our soul and I think uh, our consciousness are one and the same. It's just raw energy. And based upon, you know, what frequency you depart here from is I, I would imagine is where you would end up. I, I think anyhow, because, you know, look at people, like if you say this for people, but if humans evolved the way our cell phones are evolving, forget it. We'd be interplanetary. We, we would be all-knowing wisdom because the evolution <laughs> of technology is incredible compared to us. We're still pretty much the same train of thought minus the only difference is now we have different distractions. You know, our phones, you know, social media, video games. You know, that's the only real difference. But at the evolutionary scale, we still behave a lot like we did 100 years ago. Scary. <laughs> you know, like... I, you would hope by now stupid things like race and would just not matter. You would think so anyway. Well, I think you're right about the um, frequencies with the kind of way you think, the emotions that you generally feel, the vibrations you usually feel will have to, a lot to do with where you go next in vibration. And if there's a hell, it's because the people died in such a low vibration that's the way they lived and now they're stuck there with no distractions right yeah so yeah and so that's why i kind of think earth as science improves and we start seeing planet other planets and star systems and galaxies a little bit more clearly i think we're going to find a lot of proving grounds like there's going to be a lot of planets where the life's not i'm not going to say the word primitive but equal to where we are currently or you know probably some of them are in their their stone age or some of them are in their bronze age but there's definitely got to be like connections between all these different like the more you learn about the cosmic web and how everything seems to be so mechanically designed in the universe it's it's i I would be a fool to say if that was by chance 
Uh, it definitely looks like there's an architect at hand with that, especially our moon, the size of our moon to our planet and how significant it is to us to keep us surviving. I mean, it's mind blowing, right? It looks like someone designed it that way or because if the moon was slightly further away or, or just slightly too close, the ability for us to inhabit this planet wouldn't be as pleasurable as it is currently. Have you heard the term simulation theory? I have. And I, so I want to learn more about it. Uh, and I, I say this because someone hit me with something that I didn't have a reply for because I, my argument initially is, well, I was born and I grew up and I bleed. And he says, well, if an advanced civilization or an advanced creator will call, you know, God or whatever you want to call it created this, how would you know? He's like, how would the characters in your video game? No, they're not real. I was like, <laughs> that kept me up all night. <laughs> Cause it was a good question. You know, I was like, well, I could, what if we could leave this planet, go out outer space and, and view other planets. He goes, they example, these very things in video games. I'm like, damn it. Every time he hits me with that, I have to think again. <laughs> so what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I think it's very smart because um, whoever created it, as you said, it looks like it's designed. Right. And I don't think it was done to uh, play with us, to toy with us. I think it may have been designed for, as you said, a proving ground or a school. Right. I suspect that the designer was something along the lines of collective human consciousness at a higher level than we experience in a body but you could call that i don't know i mean so that's just the way i i look at it sure but um when scientists um kind of turn themselves into pretzels trying to explain how consciousness evolved out of matter i just think why are you trying to make it so complicated when the opposite is so easier (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, because scientists are not, they have, they're not complacent when it comes to answers, right? They, they, they have to have an answer. And even if it has to be mind numbing amount of mathematics and thought and think tanks until they come with something they could, they could bite their teeth into, uh, you know, here's the unfortunate thing about science. Everything we knew to a certainty a long time ago has changed. Everything we know to a certainty right now is going to change. That's called evolution. It's called knowledge. And as you learn, as technology gets more sophisticated, uh, things like the paranormal and, and the ufology, I think that has a lot to do with perception. And you, for an example, I think people like psychics and clairvoyance and, and sometimes even astrologers, even some of the homicide detectives I talk to example these things, or they just know. And we all have the same hardware, you know, our computer being our brain. We have the same hardware. It's the software that other people have that are different, right? They could use different parts of their brain to, you know, perceive things differently. So I think perception's a big key. And I think eventually science is going to get to the point, like Elon Musk with Neuralink and some of these other companies that want to connect the brain's subconscious and then and, and your conscious, you know, I think you're going to bridge the gap. I think you're going to be able to perceive a little bit more, especially if you're, you know, speaking and knowing without words because now you're just using the full capacity of your brain and when technology you know is put when you when you put the the brain and modern technology to work together in concert who knows what's going to come of that (laughs) i mean that's going to be very different times for humanity because at said point race will definitely not matter when the subconscious and conscious are linked up and we're we're communicating without a knowing you know, forget the whole part about like you tell when someone's lying. No, forget that. You'll start seeing people for what they are, the energy they are, and all the other shit will be eliminated. I mean, would you agree? That's my experience of evolution as a spirit. As we open up our abilities, as you say, we all have those abilities. As we develop them, as we gain wisdom, we can use them in wise ways. If we develop those abilities when we are still preschoolers spiritually, ethically, and morally, maybe not so good. Yeah. Yeah, because when you, not, when you yeah. buy a computer, and let's say you go buy a computer from the store, same computer, you and, your, you and the neighbor have the same computer. Mm-hmm. But if, if you download a different software, your computer is a little more advanced because of the soft load. 
you know, or the, the software upload, right? Uh, if you, if you do things to the computer, like focus it on one task, your computer will be better at that task than a neighbor's computer because you, your computer designed to do such, which with you being a clairvoyant, it makes me think that you're, you've honed those skills. And so your computer, your brain will operate different than say the neighbor, you know? And so similar construct, just, you know, different software. And I, I, I like that idea anyway. Right. And the brain is like a computer. It, uh, it doesn't, it's not the decider. It doesn't really think for itself. I would say you, the spirit, are the decider. Yeah. And you're using your brain all the time and not always consciously. Of course, we have many subconscious functions. I'm just uh, concerned about the use of technology hooking up to people's brains because although it's almost always developed apparently for very good reasons, like helping um, quadriplegics to move things with their mind, for example, health reasons, the people who like to do bad things will find ways to uh, manipulate people in that way. So for every step forward, there's a step back, perhaps. Yep. You know why I think Earth ha- overall, or humanity rather, has not evolved better than we have? There's always new souls coming in. And they come in at the beginning. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right? They're born and they come in and they get up to preschool, right? So there's always going to be souls in preschool here. This is the kind of planet it is. Yeah, that's kind of, that's a good point, you know, because they, 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 the wisdom's not attached to it. So the energy that comes here doesn't have the the data uploaded to it already. It's learned, it's new. So that's a good point. And you're right about, you know, people with technology and doing bad stuff. That's, listen, you want an example of that? Look at online <laughs> video games. Kids will cheat and they will grief in an instant. It's part of their nature. And that could also be example too. If you put that kind of power where you connect the mind with technology in the hands of like a self-serving narcissist, we're in real trouble. You know, I, I don't want to bash religion, but I see too many examples of a really charismatic sociopath who takes great words and twists it to, to, you know, serve himself. We've seen this a lot in history. It's scary. Right. Religions are, when they're good, are helpful for a certain segment of evolved uh, levels where people begin to think about spirit and they're not ready to think I am spirit. They need to be taught and learn more about what it is. Uh, God is love and all those kind of things. And so it serves a great purpose. And yes, like everything else, there's people and whole institutions that have used it for power. Uh, There once was a holy Roman empire. Well, does holy and empire really belong together? Yeah, no, (laughs) Um, it shouldn't, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So that's the use of those wonderful teachings to have power on earth. So that brings it down. But yeah, that, those things happen. Well, yeah. I mean, look at like, you know, Jesus, Jesus preached some wonderful things, really cared about people, really, you know, you know get rid of greed, get rid of hatred, et cetera, et cetera. And then you take his sacrifice to, to humanity, right? And people in the name of, I guess his church are what, like parade. Like if you think about, how Christianity came to the United States, kind of scary, right? And then like uh, the, the the Spaniards, when they traveled to, to South America, it's it nothing there spoke love. It was conquer, right? And so that's not Jesus or religion's fault. That's humanity's fault. It's because we, we take things in the name of this, we're doing that. And, and it's just control. And it's right. unfortunate that people miss these great, look, I, for me, for religion, I grew up Catholic. Currently, I just, I don't know what I am. I don't disbelieve, but I don't believe, believe like some do. I'm not, I can't walk into a room blindly. Like, cause an example, 
I don't have filters on when I want to learn something. So why would I put filters on when it comes to just, I know, I know, I know that's insanity to say that something's certain. Like we said earlier, like you're going to learn something new. Uh, Once upon a time in religion, they said uh, the sun or just science, I guess, but stems from a religious belief that the sun uh, goes around the earth. (laughs) It's not even close to the the truth. Uh, So imagine what we're going to know eventually. All right. And then the mistreatment of people shouldn't even matter because it's still, I don't know. I hate going over the same thing over and over again, but I'm confounded by the behavior of humanity. I really am. And that's why for you, you're a clairvoyant, right? Is -hmm. is it punishing sometimes? What do you mean? Meaning like some, like clairvoyance, you know, typically you could sense when, when trouble's coming or, you know, have an idea when something catastrophic may come to, to fruition does it bother you? Like, do you, do you ever have those feelings or is it, so, is it different? I don't really have precognition of knowing what's going to happen very okay. often at all, okay. probably because it would change my behavior or scare me or something. So I probably said no thanks to that. Right. Uh, it's just as well. Um, it, what's happening, the, I'll tell you the best thing that I have learned in uh, clairvoyant training is not always to have the best things happen, but as you raise your vibration, better things do tend to happen. You can have more money and so forth, but it doesn't always work out that way. Right. But what I've learned is how to handle the ups and downs and particularly how to handle watching other people. Uh, It's easier with those I don't know, but like watching on the news, bad things happening to people. I have learned how to uh, remove myself from that to the extent that I'm not going down with them. Because you can't help people if you're that empathic. I was, you know, you've heard of empaths who are just always called highly sensitive or you're just too sensitive. Well, we can work on that to where, uh, no, I don't have to cry just because someone else is crying because that may not help them, but I may be compassionate. And if I can be strong in myself and realize we all go through these things, earth has been going through wars and all of these things for like ever, as far as I know. So I don't need to get caught up in it and wound up down that kind of rabbit hole. Right. Because then your vibration is going to match it. Yes. And it's better for me to keep a higher vibration and then allow those who can to start coming up to match that. So in your, in your practice right now with, with clairvoyant, it's uh you're, you're mostly focused on helping people discover, right? Like a, a more of a purpose trying to help them like remove like anxiety and depression. Yes, all of that. So if someone wants a personal consultation or intuitive reading, I will look at what they are doing now, not doing, but being, feeling, their how their energy is. And I will see some of the places where it is stuck. In a se- Essentially, I ask to be shown what's up for this person now that can help them if I tell them. So I don't know everything. I'll see, oh, I see that you're upset about this over and over and over again because it reminds you of something that happened. This is very typical when you were seven and they can, I can tell them more about that, what happened then, and then they can, oh, that's right. It's kind of like, Adam, when people who have, been in an abusive relationship, get out of it and get into another one. Well, what's going on? Well, they probably had an abusive childhood and there's their life can improve if they can clear out those learnings. What they learned at a subconscious level is that that's a safe family. It wasn't safe, but at a subconscious level, that felt normal. And so I can help people. It doesn't always happen immediately, like in a half-hour session. Things can. I never say no to miracles. But uh, it does help people to have insight when they can see, oh, this is like that. 
And I heard you uh, speak with a coach, I believe her name was Cynthia. Oh, yeah, Cynthia, yeah. Yes. What she was talking about is very similar to what I do. So it's interesting. I think she's called a coach. Other people are psychologists. And as she said, some psychologists are stuck in one way of doing things, but many are not. And so she and I and some other uh, healers do a lot of the same thing coming from a little different direction. But we're looking at where is this person now? Why are you feeling stuck or whatever? And you know, you might think, well, they already know that. Uh Uh-uh. When your own face is stuck in something, right? (laughs) You're, You're looking at Instead of looking at the picture that you're stuck in, you're looking right through it. And you don't know that it's a thing until you can be kind of separated from that. Like, oh, that's not how things are. That's how I was raised. But it's not how things always are. And it's just such a revelation. And it happens to me, too. With It happens to all of us as we grow. This is the great thing. We can grow. I think you said some people just do the same thing their whole life. But when you can grow, like you said to her, uh, you learned in that podcast to pause yep. and ha- hold a meeting. Was that? Yep. Yep. You're right? absolutely right. You pause and have a that, meeting with all the personalities in my head. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> you were having an argument in your head. And Constantly. Instead of yeah. Taking that out on someone, you remind us how you decided to pause and have a meeting. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll give you an example today. I was on a car ride with a friend today, and we uh, we had a bit of a disagreement. And mm-hmm. rather than the, the, my attorney in my mind going to battle to prove my right, I paused, I, and I paused for a long time, and it simmered down. And then before you know it, the uh, you know there's no there's no fireworks, right? You've eliminated uh-huh. the, the war before it initiated. Yeah, and then yes. and then I let cooler heads prevail, right? The the, the inner voice in my head. So there's the attorney in my mind, is like we got to argue our point. Versus the uh, the other guy in the back was like, look, man, you got to be a little more understanding. Well, the cooler mo- the cooler personality up there got to prevail, right? He's got to say, all right, listen, man, let's examine what you said here. Let's figure it out. You know, form an apology, whether it's necessary or not. It's important in a heated dispute between two people to apo- even if you're not wrong, apologize for the incident at least at the minimum, because if you're not, you're still trying to be right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I've learned a lot. I like Cynthia. I, I, I like learning things. I have to. And people ask me like on the podcast, why do you talk about these subjects? It's important. You know, I like talking about fun stuff, but you also have to learn about the you, the person, us, the individual. How do we, how do we improve on who we are to other people? I have a lot of improvement to do. I am, I am a, I'm a giant pain in the ass most times. I have a lot of energy and it's, I have useless knowledge, tons of it. <laughs> not, not, a lot of nonsense stored, right? Because <laughs> I watch, I really, when I watch TV, it's it's in the form of documentaries, a lot of them. And uh, yeah. I don't know why I'm like that, but I, I like learning new stuff. So, yeah. We have a lot in common. I got a job once by writing on, on my application that I always won at Trivial Pursuits. That was a game. <laughs> like, I knew so much trivia. It was a newspaper editing job. It yeah. is good to know a lot of trivia for that. I mean, it's it's craziness. So, yeah, it's important to learn how to behave better. And, and then also it's important for people to hear not just your perspective, but the many other people I'll speak to. Like even even David Havens, uh, the former Navy SEAL guy. Uh, I learned a lot from t- like his book and this talking to him. It gave me that, that attitude like, well, what, what excuses am I making? I got to go out there and do it. I, you know, I can't sit back and just wait for the opportunity. You got to go out there and you got to grab and you got to practice and so on and so forth. So, but it's good to learn these things. And that's why I speak to people like you and Cynthia and David. And I mean, it's important above all, uh, hopefully, hopefully more people will become, you know, inclined to learn to be that way. Cause that could spread, right? Just like negativity in a room. You ever go in a room and if everyone's angry, you could feel it. Well, if you go in a room and everyone's happy and upbeat, you're going to feel happy and upbeat. And so if more people are inclined to learn how to be kinder and, and more open and sympathetic, maybe it'll spread around. Who knows? It'll be a, a positive pandemic, we'll call it. 
It does work that way. And that's what I suggest when I'm on social media and people are complaining sometimes and going, what can we do about this world situation or that one? And I say, you can raise the world's average vibration, raise the world's vibration by raising your own. How does that work? Well, you're part of it. So that raises it that, you know, you (laughs) you can't measure it, but it's a tiny amount. Okay. But what happens? Everyone around you? physically and everyone listening to your podcast or connected to you in some way. Like, you know, how mothers remain connected to their children, no matter how old the children are and how many miles away, often that happens to where they can, if something happens, an emergency to the child, the mother will know something happened. Yeah. So anyone you're connected with, when you raise your vibration, you're helping them to raise theirs as long as they're willing and able. And so you really are helping the whole earth. Yeah. And so you've already answered uh, kind of one of my questions for you, which was, do you want to learn about things or do you want to learn to use them? And uh, I see that you're into using things. But so now I'll let you give a give this some thought. Do you want to learn about paranormal abilities like clairvoyance or do you want to develop yours? I would like to develop mine because um the big question I get a lot, uh, especially when I talk about the UFOs or ghosts, I, I personally have never witnessed anything ever. And I, I came to the conclusion at some time that maybe, uh, you know, all right, more logically speaking, I lack the software or the awareness or, you know, the perception, one or the other. Um, or am I that big a pain in the ass that they want to deal with me? You know, because <laughs> <laughs> you know? if a ghost, I said, I, I ingest, I said, if a ghost came here today, uh, whether it be evil or good, I would want to have like, Hey, we, I got questions. <laughs> no matter what the, was going, they could destroy my house or doing physical damage, but I, I just want questions answered. Right. At some point, even like a spirit, like, look, that's enough, man. I, I gotta go. You're bothering me. Right. <laughs> Same with UFOs. I would, I would negotiate. If an alien came to the house, like, listen, you have a lot of technology. I won't tell a soul if you can do this, <laughs> that, or the other, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just how I am. But yeah, if if I were to learn, I would learn to use. I would definitely want to use it. Um, if nothing more, because listen, here's the like I said at the beginning of the podcast, a lot of this is me questioning my own mortality. If I saw a ghost tomorrow, uh, I would feel better. Because now I know to a certainty, beyond any shadow of a doubt, there's definitely something after after this. You know, I don't doubt anyone I speak to at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know what it is for like when you, you hear wonderful, like imagine, uh, all right. So it's a kid and he meets another kid school. He's like, yeah, man, I went to Disney world and there was goofy and it was really cool. You're like, oh, goofy's cool. Even though you know, this kid's credible. How much do you believe goofy was there until you get to go see goofy? And then it's exciting. Cause now you saw goofy and, and it's, it's a, you're, you affirmed this. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? You want to know things for yourself. Yeah. That's your, the kind of spirit you are. You're a truth seeker. And you've been that way through more than one lifetime. I've heard. <laughs> I'd spoken to another, uh, I'd spoken with a psychic off podcast. Say the same thing. It's like your, your curiosity is, uh, is, it's strong and, and it's true. And he said, even in, in uh, something in a previous existence, but that, I've heard that. And it is curiosity. Cause for me as a kid, I was always curious. Like I wanted to be a Jedi, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I saw star Wars. I'm like, I, that's what I want to be right there. Why, why is this right? not a religion? <laughs> Well, I think of another possibility, possible reason why you haven't seen a ghost. And by the way, (laughs) whenever there's like people say it could be either this or this, I'm always going to be there with or (laughs) or and on the other hand and on the fifth hand and so forth. So another possibility is that it's not the best thing for you in your spiritual development to have seen one yet. Probably right. So your soul may be kind of governing that yeah that's just one of many possibilities had i saw one a decade ago unprepared unwilling to know about it at that time probably Mm -hmm. would have been a problem my Mm -hmm. current state is i want to see one because now i have questions (laughs) right so here's why i asked about the difference between learning about or learning to do something Mm -hmm. those are two completely different things they're diff- they use different parts of the mind. They're different ways of learning. So 
when you go to develop uh, psychic abilities, you're going above the intellect. It, do you know much about the chakra system? No, I don't. But I did. I am. I did reach out to someone recently more about the. Well, there's another one called Reiki. I'm not familiar with that. But I did reach Reiki. out to someone about that uh, to see if they wanted to, like, you know, come on and speak about it. Hmm. Um. What is your take? What is a chakra? To, I mean, I don't completely comprehend what it is. Right. Well, essentially, chakras are energy centers that are associated with the body. They're inside the physical body, but they're not physical. They're energy. So the seven major chakras line up along the spine. And we could, each one that is higher physically is also a higher vibration. And they're actually not just stair-step higher, but exponentially. So the fifth chakra is one where intellect is used, and the fourth. The sixth chakra is higher, and that is where the paranormal, or rather the clairvoyance, is found. Actually, telepathy is also found in the fifth. But to my point... Clairvoyance is a higher vibration ability than the intellect. And in order to do well at seeing clairvoyantly, you have to drop the intellect from that activity. You don't get rid of your intellect. You need that a lot of your day. But when you are trying to see clairvoyantly, you have to stop trying to figure it out at the same time. Because figuring it out brings you down to a lower area where then you can't see. And I'll tell you. This has been quite a challenge for me. I've been doing this however many years that is, since 1997, and I'm better at it. But it's still the default is to think about stuff instead of just look. It's more like in meditation when the thoughts go by, but you're not thinking about them. You don't grab them and figure them out. You just let them go. Well, this is a kind of meditative state. It's a higher state. It seems simpler, it's less, it's clearer, there's less going on, less complicated, and that is actually a higher frequency. So if you are developing your clairvoyance, you will not be figuring things out at the same time. You know, that's a good point. I'm very logical. That's a good point. What is my brain, my computer... Never stops ever. Mm-hmm. I, I, an example, I don't sleep well. I don't sleep six hours broken up in parts is good for me, right? Because if I wake up, I swear to you, it's like rebooting a computer. There is no wake up and then I'll try to doze back off. It's the computer's on. We're awake. What are we doing today? What's the plan? You know, it's, it's, it's going a thousand miles per hour. And I think you're right about it. Uh, I've heard this from a lot of people now. It's they, a lot of these, the people in, in either paranormals, ufology, even like, even like people, even like detectives, they just let an instinct take over a lot of cases. They, they have the knowledge, but they let the instincts work their, work their magic. I'll call it. Um, I'm very cerebral about things I do. So everything I do is thought through and calculated. Even, I mean, I, I got to tell you, even my breakfast, I, I, I will, I have such a weird routine. Like I wake up every day. Hard-boiled eggs, oatmeal, fruit, on point within this within the same twenty-minute parameter. It's got to be done, you know. Uh, snack an apple, and then there later on I'll have a dinner. And then even with the podcast, there's a routine leading to this. All right, I'm going to turn the computer on at this time. Have the tea ready at this time. Sit down. You know, it's so strange how I am. So, I think what you're saying is right. Some you just have to kind of let go, and and there's a there's a different level of consciousness. I don't I don't work with. I see nothing wrong or strange about your way of having a routine or about asking a lot of questions, even though you described yourself as a pain by doing that. um, I'm not sure that you need to change anything. And I'm, I'm pretty sure one of your guests said something like, it's not about changing who you are. Maybe I read this somewhere. It's not about making yourself better. There's, you're perfect to begin with. But what you can do to help is to 
let go of, discover, and then let go of all those things people told you you were that you're not. And that starts, well, it starts at past lives, but often in childhood, people will say things like, oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, boy, that's, you know, because a two-year-old will take that literally and think there's something wrong with me. Yeah, you're right. People don't realize what they're saying to children. And there's nothing wrong with you. And if some, you know, if someone doesn't really like the way you are and you, you look at it, you say, oh, they made a criticism. I'll, I'll look at that and see. But many times that's just they're them and you're you and you're not maybe made for a lifetime together. You know, right. that's OK. You you do things your way and it's it's cool. You're right. You know, I've heard that a lot as a kid. What's wrong with you? Because <laughs> I had a tremendous energy. And ah. I, I was, a, I'm a ball of energy and at any age of my life. It's ridiculous or it's good in a lot of ways. It could be counterproductive when you're trying to tackle too many things at once, which I've learned to like, stop doing them. Focus on one thing, see it all the way through, start the next one. Right. That's my new thing. My, my aunt Jeannie got me doing that because my, my aunt Jeannie's, uh, she's, She's in corporate America. She's been working in corporate America for the majority of her life. And she's very focus organized where I had tentacles. I always had a billion great ideas and I would start all 1 billion and not see one of them all the way to the end. That's now because of my aunt, I've learned to focus on one thing, see it all the way through, start the next thing. And uh, that's, that helped me improve in some ways. But to your point, yeah, I'm very hard on myself too. I always overanalyze myself and I go through all right, well, here's what you did wrong here. And how do we improve upon this? And there goes that meeting in my head again. <laughs> you know, So, right. yeah, I see that that's a, it's a good point. Right. But you love adding a new skill like that you learned from Aunt Jeannie and, the, and the having a meeting, having a pause, having a pause and having a meeting in your head. And you did it. You practiced it. So that's, I mean, you could call it self-improvement. It's, it's learning a new skill. Yeah, and so we're. That's great that we're all still learning. You're still learning. You haven't quit. You know. Okay, I graduated high school. That's it. I'm done. No <laughs> more learning. Nah, that's not the way old souls are. And you're an old soul. Yeah, <laughs> I like exploration. I want to find new. If it, I would treasure hunt in a heartbeat. Right. If I had the right resources, forget it. <laughs> there would be no podcast right now. I'd be traveling glo- go- the globe, looking for. And when I say treasure, I mean. Lost knowledge, right? I'd be in Egypt digging for lost knowledge. Uh, that's just who I am. I want to discover. I always like to, I, I hate, I, I mean, this is going to sound strange, right? But I don't like watching documentaries about technology or space that are older than a year. Because I feel, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be outdated. <laughs> so Right. And you know that uh, the real technology that the militaries of various countries have developed is not on a documentary. <laughs> no, not not even close. <laughs> <laughs> you might find out something about it like thirty years later, right? Yeah, some of our our fifth generation jets were being uh, they were in development in like the I don't know, like the mid eighties. We didn't learn about them till the tail of the nineties, and they weren't in, in practice use till the two Ks. Now imagine what those projects that were blacklisted then were. Like you forget it. <laughs> we'll never know what the peak is until we have no choice when they to use it anyway. Right. They were doing things in the 1950s that people today still don't believe are possible. Well, yeah. I mean, the stealth program came from the 50s, right? It started with the, because uh, we wanted to spy. We had the SR-71 jet, which had a really sleek silhouette to it, right? The profile was real narrow, and it was just our first stealth program, essentially. And then there we had other planes like the F-117 and the B-2 bomber that were in black ops in probably the, the 70s, 80s. And you know, when we flew those over in Iraq in the early 90s, it scared the shit out of people. And then a lot of people were looking like, well, that's the UFO that explains that to me, right? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of things we have that no one knows. And we shouldn't know. We really shouldn't. Because, unfortunately, uh, there are people across the globe that if they learn about, well, the USA has a really good car, we got to one-up it. So we could do, you know, we could have power. It's crazy to think that we still think this way, but it's it's who right. we are competition well i haven't really followed that i'm not interested in the details of the military or the ufos yeah i uh, i am aware that conspiracies happen um 
of course. Does anyone really believe that there have never been two people that have gotten together to plan a dirty deed? That's the definition of a conspiracy. Of course, they happen. Um, the biggest one that I am aware of has been going on for millions. Well, for as long as humanity has been here. I don't know how long that is. Right. And that is probably for as long as humanity has been here. Let's say a long, long time. The conspiracy to make people think that we are a body, that physical life on this planet is all there is, to forget that we are spirit and what that means. Well, yeah. Particularly to forget the amount of power that we have. Because if this is a simulation and you become aware of that, you can get outside of it. And those who are benefiting from the simulation, not the creators necessarily, but those who are gathering in the billions, don't want anyone to wake up. And as you know, in the past, when people started waking up and teaching others, hey, <laughs> they got burned at the stake. I believe you expressed yeah. it that way. That is true. That's been going on a long time. And the... Uh, most of what's going on now is more like the psychological operations of calling them names like conspiracy theorists or tin foil hat people right. and so forth and getting others to not pay attention to them or not admit that they might have something. Oh, then they'll just dismiss what people have to say. Well, yeah, you know, look at ancient Greek, the ancient Greece. They had pretty remarkable inventions. I, I say this a lot because when I first learned this, I was in shock. I thought it was like myth, but then you learn that we found damn near a computer in the ocean and it was developed in ancient Greece. They had clocks that were running on a hydra on water and it was pretty precise. They had many more wonderful inventions and what stopped? Rome marched in with Catholicism. Put it into that real fast because that's that's not the word that we abide by, and that's witchcraft in some one sense or another. Um, so we're two thousand years behind the ball on, on technology. I say that a lot. We missed out on two thousand years of development. Because uh, in sense, uh, uh, an example, if you went back in time to when they were burning witches at the stake, and said, "I have this idea where people could communicate on a device in their hand across the globe." They'd burn you right away. <laughs> they would. You what? That's that's easily Satan's uh, words. You're sorry that we're burning this guy. You know, it's um, we had to evolve over a long period of time, and not even because we were enlightened and we cared. It became necessity, and and how we get, we could how could we get our world trade moving faster? How could we make more money faster, and that's when it became acceptable to have technology, because prior to. You know, if you came up with a concept that, that spoke about what we practice every day with our phones, forget it. They burn you. You're done. So that's, that's a scary thought for me, too. On the other side of things, as far as simulation, I've given it a little thought. Uh, like I was telling you, because I'm going to dive deeper into it as I, as I learn more. But what would I do? Just as you said, I would try to find, if I became aware of it, and it's a simulation. At some point, I should be able to manipulate it if I use my mind, right? Because my mind essentially is a connector to it. It's a form of energy. So I'm not saying I would try to take over the world, but I would definitely manipulate it for good. Like I would, I'd, I'd have an improved state of health. <laughs> you know, I, I would have an, an an encyclopedia of information that others don't have, and I could learn more about space and so on. You know, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't take over the world because that's a lot of stress. Well, you cannot, there's no way I would want to control a planet. It's crazy. It's chaos. And my hat's off to whoever could do that. <laughs> you would be in charge of the preschoolers. Right. right. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. We're going to learn how to be, how to be a species, not mistreat one another. That's lesson one, right? We'll start there. Hopefully it sticks. Right. <laughs> and you, you see what happened to Jesus, for example, who yeah. tried to teach stuff like that. Well, you talked about the treasure you would like to find the lost knowledge. And I think you're talking about now the collective consciousness. Yeah. When you talk about plugging into the simulation, it's all there. And you can plug into that. You don't have to actually change the simulation. But you can find that lost knowledge. It's not really lost. 
It's in the Akashic Records, which is a way of saying the collective consciousness and your all your past lives consciousness in there. And the way you do that is by this spiritual evolution. As you raise your vibration and your intentions, yeah. and you already know about not using it to harm others, you're already there. But as you, as a person develops their spiritual abilities, they can find out more. And oftentimes, though, if I will ask God or Jesus or somebody a question, and they will say, they will not answer if my only reason for asking is curiosity. I'm sorry, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense. Like, so why do you want this abundance of knowledge? Like, just want to know. Well, what are you going to do with it? Pfft, nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I could see why it would be an issue. Uh, so for you, uh, so I'll ask you this. Well, one, I, I, I've i had someone ask me this. Uh, and I, the best way to answer it is someone said, well, why, if, if God is real, why would he let war and why would he let uh, disease? And well, the best way to answer that is this. Let's say you have, and I said this on the previous podcast, and I've had this conversation with my brother. My brother's a psychologist, and him and I have really deep conversations. Um, I said, if you have an ant farm, an enormous one, and you love the ants, you feed them, you get them water, you care about their existence, um, do you notice when one of them's crippled? No, it's impossible. Millions of ants. How would you possibly notice the one as, as being, you know, at a greater perception or greater level anyway. But as a, as a whole, you care, you'll feed them, you'll make them water. When you see wars, you know, do you intervene with that? What is, at what level and how? So long as they're not wiping their, their, the entire colony out, you kind of got to let nature play its, play its role because it's nature. (laughs) You you can't control every aspect of it. Um, so when I said this to a friend of mine, I had to pause. I'm like, well, what did I just say? Let's examine what I said there. Now, I had asked, was this because of some letdown that I had in my life? Because, you know, many times in my life, like, oh, God, please help me with this. And it's always when you're in trouble, right? When you're a Catholic growing up, it's always when you're in trouble. God, please, you know? Um, or is it that I just don't, pers- I don't, maybe I don't com- comprehend religion. Maybe I don't understand the idea of God. I could deal with a, with a higher energy, an architect. I could, I could swallow that because... If I were to build, let's say uh, there's a game called Civilization. I build my Civilization, same as the Ant Farm. Uh, I, I care about my game, but am I going to notice individuals having an issue? Am I going to stop massive conflicts all over the place? It wouldn't be possible to do. You just build it and hope for the best, right? It's, and let nature take its course. I mean, that's that's my sum up anyway. What do you think of that? That could be true of some a demigod that created a civilization, a demigod, I mean, those like the Olympian gods and the Norse gods that we read about there apparently were some kind of, we could say alien visitors that had more power or appeared to have more power than humans and may have manipulated things. And they would not know what everyone is doing. But my understanding of God, or you might say spirit, or the supreme being is it is aware of everything. It is everything. Right. As an energy. Yeah. Yes. As, and it is an energy. It's, it's hard to talk about, but I mean, it's, it's just difficult to put into words, something that's so much greater and different uh, in a way than we are used to thinking about. But um, it doesn't interfere because this is a planet of free will And we are learning through our experiences and gaining that wisdom. So it's more like if a child falls down and skins his knee, you can go comfort him. But do you try to prevent him from ever falling again by not letting him run? Right. You're letting them grow up. So that's more my understanding of why God doesn't intervene. We are the ones creating the wars. That's not God. And we will perhaps eventually, I don't know how many, (laughs) hundreds of years, but maybe humanity will learn that there are no winners in war. And what we do, what goes around, comes around. We are all related. 
and so forth. But as long as there are new souls being born, I'm not sure. I know it can be better because maybe we can stop letting the preschoolers rule. You know, I'm glad you said that. It just reminded me that something I said all along kind of ties in what what I've already been kind of wondering. We are, this is a proving ground. And I think why there's free will here, why they see the chaos and there's, there's two sides of the spectrum. There's a balance there, right? There's really good and there's really evil, right? It's going to happen. And if this is truly a proving ground, then some of the horrible things have to happen. It's the, it's measured by the vibration. It's measured by where you're going to go and, and it's going to define you in, in your post of this place. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, so well, I'll use the ant pile, uh, the ant farm as an example. If I see a group of ants and all they do is they build and are doing great things, I'm going to take that group of ants, put them in the, the, the ant farm that has all the good shit happening. And if I see the other ants that are just <laughs> massacring one another over and over again, well, I know where those ants are going and they're going to the lower farm, <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, I put it in those terms because it, it helps me imagine what it would look like. Cause I can't fathom what God is or, or an architect or that greater energy. I can't even comprehend what that is. I know we assume that we, when they said he made, made us in his likeness, I don't think that he meant literally, you know, but I have to, it's so the best way for me to imagine that position is put myself above an ant farm. And so, yeah, I think it, it makes sense what you're saying. It's there's free will here and we are not judged. I think we're categorized by what we do here by, by vibration, which is, I'm, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll settle with that until I learn more, I suppose. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's tough for me. So let me ask you a question. Um, for these people that say they have spirits that uh, not take over their body, but they come or go into their body. Have you, are you familiar with that? Very. How does that work exactly? So that's mediumship and everyone has it because that's how we are born and how we die. I came into my own body at birth and I will leave it at death. But I am a spirit. So everyone has that ability. I see. Yeah, it makes Some sense. Some have it more than others. Mm. I said that before that the brain looks like it has receptors. I've looked because I worked in radiology years ago. And I remember they were doing a, a CT with contrast. And when it lit up the, the you know, the, the, the contrast in the brain, I remember thinking, damn, that looks like a, like a, a computer circuit board at a great level. It's enormous. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I think there is some reception. So for people that are, pa- or I, I, how was the proper term? Is it passing spirits or what is that? I never understood the, the term of that. Well, um, are you talking about channeling when, uh, if I allow another spirit to come into my body while I'm still alive, yeah. I'm channeling. Ah. Sometimes people do that intentionally. They will say they have a spirit teacher, someone a great. Sometimes they will say it's uh, Jesus or Mary or some someone of that level or not quite that high but someone who has a teaching for us, for our group. So this person is a teacher and they leave their body enough to allow the other spirit to come into them and speak through them. Mm. And I have seen this done and I believe that's what's happening. It looks like it sounds like it to me and other people channel without knowing that that's what they're doing without intention. And when that happens, it's not Jesus or Mary who comes in because they don't, they're at a higher level. They don't behave that way. Right. So the ones who come in on the unconsciousness are kind of unconscious and not the greatest behaviors. So you can see this happen in a bar, oh, <laughs> a yeah. tavern. People drink to escape. They escape. The body is open, another spirit comes in, and that is why, Adam, liquor is called spirits. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. That's interesting. (laughs) You know, I hear a lot of people say it. The devil made me do it, Um, although that's a good scapegoat. But, yeah, I can see your your cerebral ability. Like Your energy is compromised, right? Your blood's, you know, so another stronger energy could take over. I can see that. Yeah, they're not stronger. 
It's just that if you leave the body open, they can come in. If you decide not to do that, they cannot come in. So they're they're not stronger. They're not. It's called possession in some cases. Right. And a spirit that's pretty stubborn and gets in may say, "I'm not leaving." You know, it may act, but it's really not stronger. So possession might be too strong a term. Agreed. I'm going to be talking to a, a couple of people from the. Well, one's an archbishop. Uh, another one's a reverend. Uh, you know, they're dealing in and around with. Um, the removal of possessions exorcism. Yeah. I got a field of questions for that. Cause here's the thing I have with that. Uh, this planet's 4 billion ish years old. I say this a lot and there's a strong chance that there's been things that lived here intelligent or otherwise that predate humanity and they predate religion. But now that I say that, I think about the energy and the construct and there, the, the potential there's an architect of everything. Then they all have to kind of abide by the same rules. So, which leads me down the road. I mean, initially, I was going to say, well, if you're you're, you know, spewing religious jargon at a uh, at a darker energy that pre predates man, is it is it effective? <laughs> you know, so. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not aware of any non-human energies that channel in that way. Right. Like if uh, the if a frog wanted to channel and speak through a human, it cannot do it. Because it can't do it in its own body either. I'm not sure how to explain that. Oh, no, yeah, it's 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 the energy of that animal. It'd be awkward, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's usually ghosts, right? Um, people who that ghosts are the, who hang out in bars or alcoholics, and they still are. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's <laughs> I, you know, uh, without how well, without saying anyway, there are there's a medium that would uh, when. Or alleged anyway, when the the spirit would channel, it mm-hmm. it desired a cigar, and so this person who does not smoke was hitting a cigar, and you know <laughs> when you hear that, you're like holy shit, like this person definitely doesn't smoke. Why would they do it now? I mean, they can't even stomach the smell of smoke. Um, but I could see that, so because it's this way. So, well, here's a physical body. I could have this small pleasure for this time. Right. They've been waiting around. They get a chance to get into a physical body and be physical again. I don't know. What would I do? I feel bad if I, if, if I become a spirit and hang around here for people. I really do. Because uh, imagine having, like, I don't know, just for whatever reason, I want a, I want a banana split. For whatever reason it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the weird desires of our planet. Well, Stephanie, I enjoyed our conversation uh, thoroughly. Uh, it's enlightening, and I'm sure we're going to do it again. Before we close out, uh, let's let people know where they could find you if they want to set up a session with you or if they want to get in contact with you. Okay, my website is called imagineintuition.com. I do work with imagination and intuition, and those are the names of two songs by John Lennon one of my very favorite musicians. So imagineintuition.com. And I'm on LinkedIn and on Facebook. On LinkedIn, my uh, handle is Eagle Eye Siegel, S-I-E-G-E-L. Excellent. I'll put all that in the description so people can find it. In the meantime, I'm going to talk to Stephanie in post. So I'm going to say good day or good night to him, everyone. And Stephanie, do the same. Thanks. It was great. Indeed, we'll do this again.